how many of you want some new disciplines in your life? Now, I want to give you something today because there is seven disciplines or there are seven benefits in the Word of God. See, a lot of people don't want to read the Word of God. They think that, you know, they think that they're not getting anything from it. But when you start to see the benefits and you start seeing change in you, you will get addicted to the Word of God and you will become a new person on the inside and out. You'll start to become a person of faith. And so let's look at those benefits. I'm going to give you seven benefits today. I'm probably only going to be able to give you four. How many of you know that even in marketing, if you, anybody take it, took marketing classes, they will say, if you want to get a point across in marketing, you have to communicate seven different ways. Marketing people, they got it. They know that you didn't want a Whopper with cheese until you saw it on that billboard, and then you heard about it on the radio, and then you saw an ad about it, and you don't know why all of a sudden you have a, 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 a real desire to eat a Whopper. And just like in the world, you will have different things that pop up. You're hearing, you're seeing, you're feeling. It is controlling your senses, and before you know it, you're over in Burger King. How many of you know that God will do the same thing through the Word? He will begin to speak to you in the word different kind of ways till you become to a point where you desire the right things. You start to desire the right things when you feed yourself the right things. And so we're going to jump into that today. Are y'all ready? You know, Noah bought a, my son. He's 13 and uh, pray for me. Um, he's an incredible kid. Uh, but you always, you know, when you get to teenage years, you start to, you know that their appetite, you have to control appetites. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about? I mean, little girls, you might have just watched a football game and you were like, dad likes football, I like football. But hormones cut in and all of a sudden there are attractive guys in tights. Right? You turn a certain age, and uh, it's just your little friend that you're playing with, and then all of a sudden, you're getting whiplash. You're like, where did that come from? You have to learn that there are appetites that you have that you have to control or you'll get in trouble. You say, well, I want to do what I want to do. So does everybody in jail. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. And they go and do what they want to do. And then somebody's like, hey, wake up. Uh, walk to the dinner room. Uh, go back to bed. Uh. We will become slaves of that that we don't control. So it is important, my son, I am teaching him at this time, you know, when your body starts changing, yes, there are uh, natural tendencies that God has given us self-control so that if we use those things properly, then we will have a healthy whole life. But if we do not use those desires properly, we can find ourselves being enslaved to those things. See, sin is enticing until you start eating it and it's a rhythm of eating it and you are eating sin, now sin's eating you. It's the same thing with the Word of God. When we start to change our appetite, see, the problem is you keep saying, I need to stop doing this. I need to stop doing that. That is the wrong thing to do. For example, if a dog has a bone in his mouth, 
Do not try to get that bone out of his mouth. I tried this with a little dog that we had when I was like eight years old. His name was Spiky. He was cute until I tried to grab the meat that he was chewing on, and then he began to chew on my leg. Needless to say, I don't like dogs very much. I'm sorry. Spiky became the devil, right? Now, if you want to get a bone out of a dog's mouth, you don't try to go and get the bone out of the dog's mouth. You need to hold up a steak, something that's a lot better, so he will spit out that bone and desire the steak. See, you keep focusing on the things you don't want to do. What you actually need to do is focus on something that's a lot better to get rid of the thing that you want to get rid of. And I'm here to tell you today that the Word of God is life. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And when you begin to taste and see his goodness, you'll get addicted for, uh, with that, and you don't even know how you got rid of the things that kept tripping you up. Because you got a new desire. So my son got a Swiss Army knife. And, I mean, this thing is another level than what I had as a kid. And he was showing me different things. He was like, what is this? I was, like, making stuff up like I knew. But I really didn't know. I was like, oh, that's for your fishing line. I'm like, I don't really know. I should know. But how many of you know that you're, the word of God is kind of like a Swiss army knife until you learn that it has different applications and different things to work in your life. You will never be motivated to get in the word of God. But there are ways that we can apply the word of God, read the word of God, taste the word of God to where it actually becomes your appetite. Can we talk about that today? In the next 15 minutes, I want to give you seven benefits of the Word of God. Seven benefits of the Word of God. So the Word of God, when we read the Word of God, we're actually getting close to Jesus because the Bible says that Jesus was the Word in flesh. Jesus was the Word in flesh. So when we get to know the Word of God, we're actually getting to know Jesus. Now the first thing that I want us to see a benefit of the Word of God. I want you to write this down. If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down. Some of y'all just got that. Number one, water of the Word. Water of the Word. How many of you know that just like you need to be hydrated physically, you need to be hydrated spiritually? Many of us are walking around spiritually hydrated, and when the heat comes, we can't make it because the Word of God is like water to us. Psalms 42, 1 through 2 says, As a deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? Look at your neighbor and say, stay thirsty, my friends. pretty sure that's a Dos Equis commercial. <laughs> Stay thirsty, my friends. This is the thing. When you start to drink water, you crave water. When you start to get hydrated, you crave that because it will actually help you physically. You will be clearer. You'll be able, you feel refreshed. And it is the same in the Word of God. Jesus told a woman at the well, he said, I am like a spring. I am living water. Drink of me and you won't desire the other water again. Jesus saying that I am this living water. Jeremiah actually says that 
God, when we begin to be by his streams or the word of God, that we begin to even when we go through heat, we still produce fruit because we have a watering source. Say watering source. Now, you need to know the Bible. When you listen to God's word, it is like hydrating you spiritually. When you listen to God's word, so like right now, when you're listening to the word of God, God actually hydrates you, makes you healthy, makes you strong, and actually cleanses you. How many of you know that it's hard to receive a word from God when you're not cleansed? The Bible says that in Ephesians, that just like a husband loves his wife and cleanses her with her words, so it is God in the church. So when you are listening to the word of God, your spirits actually get cleansed and clear so that you can actually see and experience who God is. So I, I challenge you to make this a habit. Listen, we have podcasts, we have Bible apps, we have sermons, we have teachings, we have church. The more that you listen to the word of God, the more cleansed and spiritually hydrated you will be. And when the heat comes, you can stand the heat. See, the Bible says that many people are like a seed. They, they sprout up really quick, but when the heat comes, they die out. I want to encourage you when you begin to wash the word of God and listen to the word of God as a rhythm, when the heat comes, you're going to stand strong. When the heat comes, you're still going to be fruitful. When the heat comes, you're not going to crumble because you've been washed with the word of God. And the heat is going to come. It's inevitable. The heat of life's going to come. Obstacles are going to come. Offenses are going to come. Are you going to be hydrated, ready for when they turn up the heat? It reminds me of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were constantly in the Word of God, even though they were living in a very pagan land. And Nebuchadnezzar said, if anybody doesn't bow down to me when this music's playing, I'm going to throw you in the furnace. And they stood up and said, you can throw us in the furnace, but we're not bowing down to you. We only serve one God. And they threw them in the furnace. The Bible says they turned up the heat and they realized something. They saw three men in the furnace, but there was a fourth man there that looked like the Son of God. Even when they were in the furnace, when they came out of the furnace, they did not smell like smoke because it was the son of God that was with them because they decided to stand on the word and when the heat came they did not fall when the obstacle obstacle came they did not wither and I'm here to tell you today when you begin to know the benefit of being washed by the word let me tell you when I get washed by the word I feel different when I'm hearing preaching and I and, and when I'm when I'm listening to his word and God and people speaking his word, I begin to feel different. But I want to encourage you to listen to the word of God that is Jesus-focused. Because there are words that are spoken that want you to operate under fear and condemnation. That's not who Jesus is. He said, I did not come to condemn the world, but I came that it might have life and life abundantly. It's just like Moses, they... The Israelites were in the wilderness, and they were all thirsty. And Jesus said, get a rod and strike the rock. And there was water that came from the rock. How many of you know that Jesus is our rock of ages? He is our foundation. And you need to get water from the rock. 
That's why we say at Church 54, Jesus is our message. You want good theology? Look at Jesus because he came to demonstrate the Father. Are y'all okay today? Number two. Number two. So listen, this is the first thing. The first thing is you need some smart water. Whenever I'm on a journey, whenever I'm on hiking or whatever, how many of you know it's important to be prepared? And you know what to use because you know you can get heat overheated and you can get in trouble. How many of you want some water? How many of you want to say, you know what, this life is a journey. I'm not going to get overheated and burned out. I'm going to begin to drink the Word of God. How many of you want to drink the Word of God? Stay thirsty, my friends. How many of you that honestly made you thirsty just now? Raise your hand if it kind of made you thirsty. Anybody in here? Okay, Tiffany, you can have this water. It's actually smart water. You can have that. Every time you see that smart water, you're going to remember, I need the water of the word over me. I need God's water over me to stand the test of time. Number two, we need to know that the word of God is like food. Say food. The word of God is our food. Matthew 4, 3 through 4, Jesus was getting tempted by the enemy, and the enemy said this, if you are the son of God. Now think about this for a second. We only hear God speaking to Jesus twice when he's on the earth. Both times he said the same thing. This is my dear son who I'm well pleased. And isn't it interesting that the word that God spoke to Jesus is the, is the accusation or what the enemy is challenging Jesus on. He's actually saying, if you're the son of God. Jesus took the word, but the enemy comes to try to still kill and take away the seeds that God wants to plant in your life. What did Jesus' reply become? He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. See, when you, begin to, uh, when you begin to read the Word of God, say read the Word of God. See, you can listen to the Word of God. That's one part of the Swiss Army knife. But if you start to read the Word of God, God will start to awaken another part of your senses. God will start to fulfill you because the Bible says that the Word of God is like a mirror. That you look in the Word of God and it shows you what you should look like. Remember that. Don't leave the mirror and forget what you look like. The enemy wants you to forget who you are and who God says that you are. And God wants you to feed on his words, on his thoughts of you, and not the words of the world. Not the opinions of men. And you will start to get fulfilled with what God says and not what people say. See, it operates the same way. See, we're either going to drink the water of the word and, and, get, and we're going to be able to get cleansed or all we're listening to, all we're listening to is the news. All we're listening to is that certain kind of music. And I'm not legalistic. I had somebody say, you know what, I, I, I really have a problem, a problem with looking at girls wrong. I said, well, what kind of music do you listen to and what do you watch and I can tell by what they fed themselves all the time they started to react you're either going to be fed yourself the world world or you're gonna be fed yourself you're gonna feed yourself with the word 
Now, this is not legalistic. This is like, don't do this, don't do this. But you need to know what you feed yourself with is what you become. And until we get daily disciplines and knowing the benefits of the word, we will never go into the word. I'm here to tell you, just like Peter walking on the impossible, let's fix our eyes on what God says about us, not even our own thoughts. See, your own thoughts might think that you're inadequate. Your own thoughts might think that you can't. But I'm here to tell you today that God says that you can. See, it's not, a, it's not about how much you read. It's about what you actually understand and ascertain. I do devotional with the kids on the way to school. And a lot of times they like to read fast. I'm like, slow down. What does that mean? I don't know. Well, let's read it again. How many of you know that God doesn't want you to eat his word like popcorn? God wants you to eat his word like a good filet mignon, medium rare. Come on, somebody. If I fix you a filet mignon and you stuff that sucker in your mouth in five seconds and ate it, I'd probably slap you. Like, that's, not, that's like putting ketchup on filet mignon. Don't do that. You want to take time with that thing. And the word of God, when you read the word of God, take time and ask questions about the Word of God and begin to read the Word of God. Listen, you might say I'm a bad reader. It doesn't matter. God will give you the grace when you know the benefits of reading the Word of God and you will actually start to see that Word transform your very identity. Number three, are you ready? Number three. Oh, by the way, by the way, when you're on a journey, you need some snacks. You need, you need to eat. <laughs> Tiffany, you want this too? <laughs> you were like, Jack Leaks, you're speaking my language. How many of you need to know you got to be prepared on the journey? The Word of God is your strength. If you don't eat, if you don't eat, you're going to get weak. How many of you know that we need to consume God's Word? Consume God's Word. Number three, God's Word is actual, the Bible says, that is breath to us. It's literal air or oxygen. You get uh, oxygen, spiritual oxygen from the Word of God. Lee and I, when we, when we travel and we go into the mountains, if you go high enough in the mountains in the altitude, you'll get altitude sickness because you are lacking oxygen and there's a lot more pressure there. How many of you know that life brings pressure? This is what it's like when you begin to say, you know what, I know that life gets pressure, but I'm not just going to listen to the word. I'm not just going to read the word, but I am going to actually be at a place where I memorize the word. When you memorize the word and you get high pressured situations, it is like, have you ever seen these things? They're awesome. Bring it to you next time you go to the mountains. You just stick this thing on your mouth and you inhale oxygen. That's what it's like when you start to memorize the Word of God. When pressures of life come, you begin to memorize that scripture and think of that scripture. I want to encourage you. Listen, my kids know when I wake up in the morning and I get on her and she says, I can't get out of bed, I say, we can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. <laughs> she knows right when she says that. She even says, I can't. And she says, I can do all things <laughs> through God who strengthens me. <laughs> get that oxygen, girl. Get up and get ready. How many of you know that it's important? You can feel the pressures of life even in the middle of your sleep. 
I want to I want to challenge you to remember Psalms 23 go memorize it the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he lays me down in green pastures he leads me beside still waters he restores my soul he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for he is with me his rod and his staff they comfort me he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy and my cup runneth oil over he anoints my head with oil and surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever I tell you what, when I wake up in the middle of the night and I feel some pressure, by the time I get in the middle of it, I'm like resting. <laughs> because when the pressure comes, have the word to fight the pressure. It is oxygen for you. Get you some, get you some cards and say, you know what, this is, pertains to my life. If you deal with anxiety, begin to memorize words that combat anxiety. If you deal with bitterness, begin to memorize because it will bring oxygen to you and you will be able to think clearly. See, the problem with pressure, if we don't deal with pressure correctly, we do not have clarity and we can make bad decisions. And when you are in high altitude, you cannot even think clearly because of the pressure. You need some oxygen so that you can be focused. And God wants you to have, how many of you want this? I'm not going to use it. Angel, okay, you can have it. Whitney wanted over there. Just throw it across. Just don't hit a baby in the head. Number four, and we're going to close. Number four is this. The Bible says that his word is a light. Say light. His word is a light. Now, see, it's one thing to memorize word. There's a whole other thing to meditate. Say meditate. So when I read his word, I think about his word, and when I'm thinking about his word, there's something amazing that happens. See, the written word of God is called something called logos, but when you meditate on the word of God, something comes out of the word of God in your heart, and it's called rhema, and you actually get, a, it's like a light bulb comes on. It is like it, you didn't have insight before, but now you have insight. It is literally like when you're walking in the darkness and you don't know where to go. When you begin to meditate on the Word of God, God will begin to light your way. Do you believe that? Some of you just, you just need a flashlight. You're like, I was trying to hide this whole time. This thing works pretty good. How y'all doing? Some new people in the crowd. Let's give them a hand. Can't wait to meet y'all. Look at this. Joshua 1.8. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate. Say meditate. meditate. Meditate on it day and night so that you obey everything in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed. Anybody want some prosperity in here? Anybody want some success in here? God says the benefit of chewing on his word. What does that mean? That word meditate is actually a picture of a cow going to chew curd and putting it in his mouth and swallowing it and bringing it back to his mouth. Sounds disgusting, but it's what it means, and he chews it up some more. God wants you to take in the Word of God and think about it throughout the day, and that thing that you're thinking about will actually become revelation to you, and you will know the steps to take in your life. It works.
But it doesn't work when you do it just once a week. It works when you have it as a rhythm in your life. Say rhythm. rhythm. Romans 12, 2, listen to this. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you in a new person, changing the way that you think. Then, say then, you will learn to know God's will for you. Anybody want to know God's will for you? Then you will know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Don't just read the word of God and forget about it. Begin to think about it, meditate on it. Begin to remember what you said, and there's something that happens. The Bible says you begin to get enlightened. It is like you were walking in the darkness, but now you have insight, you have revelation. And I'm telling you this, when you begin to realize who God is, you begin to realize who you are. I'm here today to get you hungry. I'm here to get today to get you thirsty. I'm here today to get you with a desire to spit that bone out and begin to get a steak. Jesus said, you don't know the food that I eat and the meat that I eat of. And it was actually when he was doing the work of the Father, having insight and seeing God, he knew the secret of your fulfillment. That relationship is not going to fulfill you. That promotion is not going to fulfill you. That job increase or financial increase is not going to fulfill you. The thing that you were born for is to be fed the Word of God. It is the Word of God that's going to fill you. Come on, if you believe it, just stand up right where you are. And we're going to close with this. If you're here today and you say, you know what, I need a relationship with God. To be honest, I don't even know him. I'm here to tell you today that today is the day of your salvation. Don't try to get all things together and come right to God. Go to God and all things will come together. And we have a team praying today. The Bible says that when you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. And if you're here today and you know you don't really know, you don't have a real relationship with God, maybe all you know is religion. God doesn't want you to settle for religion. He has a relationship waiting for you. He has a voice that wants to speak to you. When we pray, we are talking to God, and when we read his word, he begins to talk to us. And right now, if you're in a place and you say, you know what, I need to ask Jesus into my life. Can we say that and pray that together today? If you are here physically or online, I want you to say this prayer after me with everybody's eyes closed and heads bowed. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me and that you rose again. I ask you into my life. I turn away from my own ways and I begin to follow you. From this day forward, you are my Savior and my Lord. Everybody that prayed that prayer today, you need to know that your sins are as far as the east is to the west. All old things are passed away and all things become new. And as a matter of fact, the Bible says that one person, when one person turns to God, all of heaven rejoices. With nobody looking around right now, it, I'm not going to embarrass you, but if you said that prayer, can you just slip up your hand? I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hands all over the room. I see your hands. God bless you. I see your hands. You can put them back down. Listen, at, you need to know that, yes, you came into a relationship with God, 
but you also came into a family. And the Bible says that when one person turns to God, all of heaven rejoices. Church 54, those that made that decision today and raised their hand, can we rejoice with heaven on the count of three? Let's begin to celebrate one, two, three. Come on, give God a hand. We honor you, we love you, we thank you, Lord. I'm going to say a prayer for you before you lift your, just lift your hands. I'm going to pray over you. Lord, I thank you that you're going to have, allow us to have a rhythm of watching you. Let us have a rhythm of watching you. Let our eyes be focused on you. Remind us of the benefits of your word. Let us begin to look at you so that we can get out of the boat. We can get out of our comfort. We can get out of mediocrity. We can get out of the limitation. And we can put our eyes on you and begin to step in faith. Because we know that it is our faith that pleases you, Lord. Let it be the people in this room to have a grace to follow after you with all their heart and all their mind and all their strength in the mighty name of Jesus and everybody says amen Close